Glory, glory, what a hell of a way to fly. Glory, glory, what a hell of a way to fly. Glory, glory, what a hell of a way to fly. The hawk will never die. Welcome, everyone. This is the week seven preview edition of Hawk Hill Focus. This is your commissioner, Kyle Brandis here. Joined once again, this is back-to-back episodes for the first time in a while, it feels like. We have our deputy commissioner, Sam Robinson. Sam, how are you feeling one day removed from our last episode? Pretty good, pretty good. Uh, Well-rested, ready for another episode. Ready to go. Awesome, awesome. And also joining us today is our Hawk Hill Focus showrunner, Mr. David Powis. David, have you, has your attitude improved since yesterday's episode? Definitely, definitely. I feel refreshed, like Sam said. Um, I'm, I'm ready to make this the greatest episode of Hawk Hill Focus we've ever had. There we go. There we go. Wow. Wow. That's simple. We're going to kick it off because like I said on yesterday's show, we're going to have some trivia. It'll be Sam versus David in this trivia contest. You know, we'll probably have about five, six questions. In all honesty, I'm making these questions up on the fly. So we'll see what they actually end up being. Are these and multiple choices or open-ended? We're going to figure that out as I ask the questions. Right. Cool. Do I need a blue book? I don't believe so. No. So how it's going to work is people at home are going to be able to play along with us. I'm not going to re- actually reveal the answers to these trivia questions on today's show. I'm going to put them in our league discord, you know, at some point, maybe Friday or Saturday morning. We'll see how I feel. Give people enough time to get some answers in. Um, and don't be answering while driving for those who listen to this in the car. I'm just going to mark down Sam and David, if they got them right, if they got it wrong, and then maybe just give a total at the end Um if someone gets all all the questions right, then I'm not actually going to reveal the winner because um, that would give away all the answers, obviously. So we're going to see how this goes. Um, Sam, David, are you ready for today's Hall Kill Focus Jeopardy? Uh, really quick, do we both give a guess or is it like buzzer? You can both, you can both give a guess. Gotcha. Yeah, so they should be fairly open-ended questions, I guess. Um. Okay, first question. I'll kill focus trivia. How many teams, you know, we always say that Matt Crest has made the playoffs every single year of the SJUFFL. How many teams have made the playoffs five years in the SJUFFL? Bonus points if you can name who those teams are. Five teams. I'm going to guess. Five years of the playoffs. Yes. Sorry, that's what I meant. I'm going to guess four total teams. I have actually. I'm not going to name my teams until David. Yeah, that's smart. I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to give him any ideas. I want him to lock in an answer. That's smart. Uh, I'm going to say. I I don't want to say four. Also, I'm going to say three. That was my other guess. <laughs> Who are your three? Because I'm assuming your three are probably similar to mine. My three are Cress, Sean, and then I'm between one person. This is which is why I wanted to go four, but I'm between one person. Can I make it easier on you? Because I already said it. it's not Cress. Wait. He's made the play. He's the only one who's made the playoffs all six years. Yeah. Oh, so this five specifically. 
Yeah. Oh, oh I, thought I thought it was five like, years. Oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. Five years specifically. That does make it easy. Okay. Yeah. I got I'm you. just like, you're already. And then I'm going to say it's three. Sean. Wait, so you don't change your answer now? Sean, Kyle, me. Okay. Sean, Kyle, David. Okay. Wait, you said three, and then we took away Crest, which is one of your guests, and you still kept No, because I was, be- I was between me or Kyle. Okay. But now that I can eliminate Crest off of that, I'm... Oh. I have I have Crest in my count of four, so I have the same. I guess you have the same make you. Although, you know what? I'm gonna keep. I think I'm gonna keep. Hmm. It's hard. See, you guys have an event because I wasn't here for two years. I uh, or maybe it's even more than that. I don't know any league history, but so Larry and I have three championship matchups, and I feel like it's conceivable that he has made the playoffs two times while I wasn't here. So give me the same, I guess, three that David said, and then I guess throw in Larry as my as my fourth guess. Okay. I will do that for you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, on to our next question. For those at home, you can just put your answer in the Discord. I'll, I'll make some sort of post thread for uh, anyone able to be answered these questions. We'll put it in the Hawk Hill Focus thread. We will put it in the Hawk Hill Focus Or in that channel, start a thread in that channel. I believe it's the proper terminology. This is another question you guys can get some bonus points on. Yes. It's actually a three-parter, so you can get up to three points on this one. Who has the least amount of points in a single season scored in the SJU FFL? What year was it, and how many did they score? I'm going to say it's Jim... In 2020, with 1,057 points. Thank you. So I'm, I'm thinking potentially <clears throat> earlier than that. Um, I'm just trying to think of. I'm trying to remember who was bad when we first started the league. Ooh, that's a good point. Top of my head, I can't remember specific people who were not good. Um, because I know like Rob had a good season in there somewhere, and I don't remember when that was. Um could be a former member of like Ethan or Julian. I think Nick was very good in the in the very beginning, or he was at least pretty good. Um I'm gonna go Ethan in twenty 20- say 2018 uh and i'll i'll say he had i'll say he had 1024 points because he was horrible thank you both very much for your responses welcome i appreciate it i made my guess i forgot that ethan and like the past members could have also again my my lack of experience there I did once. Once you once you gave that answer, Sam, I was like, mm, lack of experience does hurt in some <laughs> regards. Um, I wasn't close. Is what he's telling me. The next question: As of the conclusion of Week Six of the 2022 season, who has the mo- all-time most points scored in the SJU FFL, and how many points is it? Total. Total. Ooh. Total points. All right. Um, I'm gonna say 
it is <clears throat> between two people again. I'm going to say that you're being an egomaniac and it's you. Oh, damn it, that was my guess. I'm going to say it's Kyle. Uh, and I'm going to say you have scored. Oh, I'm taking out my calculator. Not, I'm not looking anything up. Okay. I was going to say, like, I don't think you can actually do that math fairly quickly if you were to look everything up. So Yeah, good point. Um, you can start guessing if you'd like, Sam. Uh, how many seasons have we played in the SJUFFL? Just so I have a realm of, I guess, this season totals. This is our seventh year? I yes. Seventh, yeah. Our seventh year. <clears throat> okay. So I guess to make it different, you know, because you were also my first guest, but David, David beat me to it. So I'm going to guess that it's the guy with the most all-time wins and Sean, not David, who's David lost this week. And for a number, so if we played seven seasons, it's got to be above 7,000. He puts up over 1,000 points a season. Let's say... I have my number if you'd like to take it. All right, yeah, you do yours. Let me, let me do some quick math here. All right, I'm going to say... That it's you and that you have scored 8,600 points. On the nose? Yeah. Yeah. Are we playing um, Price is Right rules? No, No, because it's a bonus point. Because it's a bonus point for the uh, points. I'm going to say that Sean has less than that. I think 8,600 is a little high. Actually, actually, no. You know what? I'm going to say it. Price is right rules um, for the bonus point. You can change your answer, David, after that revelation. Okay. But you have to get it in before Sam's to make it fair. Oh, wow. Uh, I'm going to say 8,200. <clears throat> 80 on the nose? Oh, wow. You went a lot lower there. Yeah. On the nose. Okay. There's a, there's a rationale. Okay. All right. I'm going to guess that... Sean has. I was messing with my math here. I'm gonna guess that Sean has eight thousand four hundred and thirty-six point three points scored in his lifetime career as our clubhouse leader. Thank you, thank you. I think we're gonna do two more questions. Two more questions. This one also kind of has to do with all-time points in a way. Are we close um, to the score? Are, are you keeping track of that? Don't tell I'm us. I'm going to figure that out. We're going to figure that out at the end, honestly. Because okay. there's a lot more bonus points. I didn't know we were keeping track. I see there's a lot more bonus points than I thought I'd be dishing out. So okay. I got to figure out exactly how I want to assign those anyway. Who has the lowest average points allowed per game of all time? Points like points against? Yes. Is this including, like, is this all teams or active? Active teams. Okay. Good question. I'm going to do this. All time? Teams. All time. Average. Lowest amount of points scored against them all time. Per game. On a per oh, game. Average. Per game. Per game average. Because yes, like, Gil and, like, Luca would be a slam dunk for, like, right. all time points. Was yeah, no, this deal. is on a per game basis. <clears throat> I have a guess for the most we played it that way, but... Do, do, do. No, ready? I have an answer. It's Larry okay. Rooney. Eh, bonus point. Give me a number. Not a bad guess. 
Larry has on average. <clears throat> see, I don't even know where like a good number is for like an average against. I'm gonna say that Larry has an, a career average of 86 and a half points scored against him. Okay. Um, I'm gonna say. Actually, can I bring that number up to 92, Your Honor? <laughs> sure. <laughs> I, thought, I thought he'd bring it up to like 87. <laughs> Brings it up like six points. Well, I'm thinking there's some there's some weeks where you have like 130 points scored against. You know, like those things happen. So, so 92 points even or 92.5? 92 even. 92 okay. even. Final answer. Okay. I, I'm... I'm gonna say my my gut is just telling me that it's like someone I'm like you who's had a lot of success. I don't think it's Larry, just because I feel like he was only really bad last year, and like his team was really bad, and he won because nobody scored any points against him. Yeah, recency bias definitely played into my answer. I'm gonna say it's. Like somebody a little more surprising than that. I'm gonna say it's like I'm gonna say Cress. No disrespect to Cress. My second guess was Julie. I was thinking Julie also. I know I'm up there. I just don't think it. I just I think I would know if it was me. It could be me. I don't think it is. I wouldn't be surprised gonna, if it somehow it was me. I'm gonna say Cress, and I'm gonna say on average he has. 88.6 points a game against. Okay. Um, final question here for the boys. I need to figure it out because I'm still, <laughs> as I said, you're on a roll so far. As I said before, I'm still trying to figure out these questions as we go. All right. Uh, this is going to be something I announce uh, later today in the SJF, SJU FFL Facebook page. But I've created a new tab in my league history called win progression. So basically it says what it is, is every fifth win is a milestone win. So 5, 10, 15, so on down the line. And it, and it shows how quickly it took every team to get to that milestone. So, you know, for example, I can announce now that, you know, Matt Cress was our fastest not only our first team but our fastest team to five wins all time uh he did it in week six of 2016 and obviously it took him six weeks because that was our first season i can say that alex gill took the longest amount of time to get to five wins all time he he had to he had to wait 19 weeks to get to his fifth win all time so my question is Who, and remember too, it is possible to do ties. You could account for a tie here. What? Who was the fastest team in SJU, FFL history, to reach 15 wins? Bonus points if you can do how quickly it took them to get there. Sam, you're saying you? Actually, no, because my second season was terrible.
And I also minutes. hope that after actually no, I guess I have to wait to post this this, this uh we're going fifteen, you said? Yes, fifteen, 15 wins. I have to wait to post this statistic until all until I announce the answers on Discord, I guess. No, you know, I'm gonna stay with I'm gonna stay with me. You? Okay. How many I'm gonna stay do? with me and I'm gonna say it took me twenty four weeks. I so, you at so you think you went nineteen and so you think you went fifteen and nine in your first twenty four weeks? Something like okay. that. Okay. Will the playoffs count or no? No, just a regular season. Oh, okay. Mm, Does that change your answer? I would say it took me all up until like twenty, I guess twenty seven. I was counting for like a, you know the three champion like How much? playoff wins that I had twenty seven. 27. You got it. Um, I'm going to say I'm going to say Nick. I'm going to say Nick because I, I remember Nick being good in the beginning. Okay. How fast um, did you think it took him? Huh? Oh. And how fast did you think it took him to get there? Wins. I think it took him I think it took him. I'm gonna. I'm gonna say it took him thirty weeks. Thirty weeks. All right. Everyone's dancers are locked in. Correct. Correct. Yeah. All right. If you guys could uh, just discuss something amongst yourself while I total up all these points and bonus points, it would be much appreciated. Okay. Thank you. All right. I think we had an ad lib section here, but here we are. <laughs> This whole episode's fucking ad lib, Sam. <laughs> yeah, it is. You just drop the F word on live, on live podcasting. I do it all the time. Yeah, fuck yeah. it, we'll do it live. Nice. Um, right. Well, actually, I have I have a thought. While Kyle does that, why don't we talk to our favorite presenting sponsor of Hawk Hill Focus? It's not a bad idea. Yeah, this way. Kyle, Kyle's talented. He can he can talk about our favorite presenting sponsor of Hawk Hill Focus and tally up the points at the same time. I can confirm that I can do that. All right, let's do it live. Whew, now that I have that anchor read done, uh, I was also keeping score while I was reading that. So I guess I'm just good at multitasking. Um, you know, I'm not going to give any of the answers away, but I can announce that after all points and multiple bonus points have been assigned... The winner of our trivia contest was you, David. Thank you, won by Kyle. a score of five to two over Sam. I, I do Man. think I do think that that being here for the entirety of this league probably gave me a leg up. That being said, um, too fucking bad. Well played, David. Well played. Thank you. Thank you guys for putting up with my uh, last minute trivia questions. That was fun. Thank you. No, no one else is fun. What? Doing our pickums every week. I agree. You're right. Even though I fucking suck at it, you know. Yeah. And I'm getting a little. I'm getting a little frustrated by it. So to to recap our week six pickums, um, I went a solid three and three. So I guess not not losing, but definitely not a winning record. Uh, I mean the same can go for David too. He's been on a hot streak lately. You know, in weeks four and five, he went a combined ten and two. Uh, he, he dropped down to a measly three and three record this week. 
So I have good company there. And then Sam, you were the top dog of Pickums this week. Uh, you went four and two. Let's go. So congratulations. You're uh, actually you and and you were a lock of the week. So you Let's saved go. us. Our our locks of the week went two and one. I think it's the that's like the best week we had in a while. I also think like last year, I feel like we had like we already had like ten locks of the week, but at this point, yeah, we're not picking as many locks in the week. You know, we've picked how many at, to this point? Three, four, four, four and three is a total lock of the week. So that would be seven if math stands. And that's why you got the you get paid the big bucks to count numbers, Sam. Thank you. Thank you. But uh, so yeah, that brings David to twenty wins on the season. Uh, I am at, or I'm sorry, Sam is at nineteen wins. And then I am far behind at 16. So I got to step it up and uh, start picking differently from you guys. That takes into our week seven pickums. Uh, you know, Sam, as our top dog last week, why don't you pick the first matchup that we go through? Yeah. Um, why don't we start with Kyle? Why don't we start with your matchup? I think that one's pretty fun. We can because do it. You. you... As a wagon are squaring off against a team who is deemed a seller but had a pretty good week. Do you want to go first? Do you want us to go first? Where do you where do you stand, Kyle? It's your match. I mean, so. I'll go first, and I'm I'm going to say that I'm picking myself. It shouldn't come as a shock to many people. I'm going up against Sean. Uh, right now, it's projected to be a 22.3 point win for me. Um, he still has the Buffalo Bills in his defense slot, <laughs> who's going to be on bye this week. Um. I mean, yeah, I don't really want to, you know, say too much on this matchup because I obviously think I'm going to pick myself to win. So, you know, I'd love to hear what you guys have to think of my team and my wagon status. I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna be pretty quick with this. Um, I, I'm, I'm gonna go Kyle. Um, I'm on Rock. I'm coming back is big. Um, sure, you lose Josh Allen. He's not playing. You lose Dalvin Cook. He's not playing. This is probably about as down as you can catch Kyle's team. Um, and I still would probably take Kyle's team over just about everybody in this league. Um, I also can't possibly pick against Kyle when he's starting Daniel Jones. I just can't do it. Um, so we'll see what Jonathan Taylor has. Assuming he he comes back from injury, maybe he he's going to stop being the bust of the year. Um, but I'm not hopeful. So I'm going, Kyle. Thank you. Thanks, David. You're welcome. Yeah, Kyle, I'm also going to join you on that one. And ah. David, I guess. So we're going to make you a lock of the week. We're back on the train here. It's other than Daniel Jones, which is always a concern for me. And honestly, I guess he hasn't been playing terrible. So you'll be all right with him. Sean's team just doesn't match up running back-wise, wide receiver-wise, tight end even. You know, there's a chance that this is a trap game. I wouldn't, you know, cruise through it. But overall, I there's a much higher likelihood that your team will score more points. And I am a little concerned this could be a trap game. So I, I, I also don't want to get too confident in myself. I was going to say, proceed. It's not a complete slam dunk for me. Jonathan Taylor can have 45 points. Melvin Gordon can start getting touches again. Godwin's always a threat in the Bucks offense. Michael Gallup, I'm not as concerned about, but I guess with Dak coming back, he is upgraded a little bit. Um, Kyle Pitts maybe finds the end zone again. Maybe he stays hot. And then, you know, whoever ends up, he has Alec Pierce in the flex. I'm assuming he would swap that out for someone else. But maybe Alec Pierce also has a really good day. Who knows? But so there is suspect to booming, uh, but I don't think it's that high. There's no, like, you 
know, slam dunk matchups where I think like, oh, that person's definitely gonna, you know, hit the hit the ceiling there. So yeah, I I have you comfortably. Thank you, thank you guys. Not too comfortably. Oh, see my eyes open. All right, all right. I can pick our next one, and I'm gonna pick a. Uh, I'm gonna pick the team I beat last week. I'm gonna take and end the team that's beaten me this year. I'm gonna take the uh, John Luca versus Nick matchup. Right now, Luca's projected for a 15.1 point win. Uh, it doesn't look like matchups have really been adjusted for bye weeks yet. Um, Nick still has Dallas Goddard and Greg Joseph starting in his lineup. We'll see if, if they'll be. Coming. And Chris Olave is ruled out. Is he ruled out for Chris this Olave, game? Chris Olave is playing. He is playing. No, he is playing. Yeah, he had a big red to his name. Yeah, yeah, he, but he did, he did clear protocols. I'm interested to see if James Conner actually does play in this game. Uh, and if he doesn't, if Nick takes him out of his lineup. Um, James Conner does... trending towards out, just for the... Oh, okay. Okay, that's good to know. Thursday. Oh, it does. Oh, interesting. That changes things. All right. So I definitely think Nick's going to take, hopefully, James Conner out of his lineup. Um, I also like a lot of Lucas matchups better. I like Lamar versus Cleveland. I like Tony Pollard versus Detroit. Tony Pollard may have, end up having like 200 yards rushing. Um, James Robinson against the New York Giants defense. You couldn't stop Kenyon Drake last week. Should be a good matchup for him. Um, you know, I think San Francisco versus Kansas City is going to end up being a shootout, though I said that about Kansas City versus Buffalo last week, and it was not really. I'm, I'm, I'm going to take Luka. Um, you know, I just like a lot of his matchups better. We'll see how Nick can replace some of his bye week players. Uh, he has a really in- injury riddled roster right now. Um, looking at it, so you know, there's a chance. Hopefully, he puts Derrick Henry back in his lineup. That could really help things for him. Um, but I'm going to go with Luca here. I'll chime um, in here as the adversary. I'm going to cut you off, David. Um. I am going to pick Nick, assuming that he sets his lineup. Nick, please set your lineup. You're not listening, but please set your lineup. Lamar Jackson's not him. Wow. I said it. Luca, he is still him. But when you're starting a pedestrian, Lamar Jackson currently, and then your running backs are Tony Pollard and James Robinson, who are both bad recently, you hope Keenan Allen comes back. Debo's Debo. I'm not gonna, you know, I have no no reason to slander Debo. The move is questionable. I think he's set to play. And then either DeAndre Swift or uh, Jamal Williams. It doesn't matter who you throw on the flex. So you're gonna get decent production out of either one of them, no matter which one you start. But there are holes in the top of that roster, specifically the first four names that I mentioned, that I don't have the same concerns about when I'm talking about Joe Burrow. I'm gonna assume that Nick's putting in Derrick Henry over James Conner. Raheem Mostert's a little bit suspect, but I like the Miami offense enough versus Pittsburgh because Pittsburgh just overall is bad. So game script should favor the running backs. Uh, Metcalf versus the Chargers is a good matchup in the sense that Seattle is going to probably be throwing the ball a lot to keep pace. Justin Herbert, you know, set the record for most passing attempts thrown without a touchdown this past week. If anybody didn't know, I know David did. So they're throwing the ball a lot. Gino's going to have to do the same. And they've had success with it for what it's worth. Um, whoever, you know, that number two receiver, I'm taking a look at his list here. 
Marvin Jones or Robbie Anderson. I don't really have a lot of insight on either of them. Maybe he goes to the way to wire to fill that second spot. Um, and he also doesn't have a tight end. I'm putting a lot of stock into hoping Nick also finds the waiver wire. So I still like it. I'm not going to change my stance here, but because You're I do think months. there are there are more holes in Luca's lineup that are definite, and Nick could find replacements for these guys. I just can't go into depth on them because they're not playing, and Nick doesn't have backups. Yeah, I, I'm. I thought I was going to have to try a lot harder to explain why I'm taking Nick because I figured you were going to take uh, Luca, Sam. So you kind of did my job for me. Um, I think Joe Burrow is going to have a really, really big day. Um, I think he figured things. I think that Cincinnati offense figured some things again, some things out against New Orleans last week. Um, I don't like DeAndre Swift against Dallas here. I, I, I just don't like anybody going against Dallas's Dallas's defense. Um, but really, for me, it's more about. I think Derrick Henry was looking, has been looking really good the last couple of weeks. He seems like he's back to form, and the Titans remember that they should give him the ball. Um, and I'm not too worried about Nick finding a replacement for a kicker. Like you can do that pretty easily. Tight end, yeah, it's tough, but Dallas Goddard doesn't really do a, an absolute ton for him uh week in, week out. I think it's kind of like that. It's like that classic crapshoot, take the tight end off the waiver wire, hope he scores a touchdown, and you get eight points out of him. Um and DK Metcalf has been really, really good this year. Uh the last couple of weeks, I should say. So I think there's enough positive for um Nick, even without James Conner, because James Conner hasn't really done much either. So um, I like I, I like Nick, and I think it, I think if Nick does take this, I think we are potentially beginning to smash the the uh, panic button uh, for I'm him and John Luca. Wow, from wagon to panic. Yeah, yeah. You hate to I downgraded him to a cart last episode for those who remember. Yes, a, a, a wooden cart, not a metal. A, cart. a wooden cart. Yes. Uh, David, would you like to pick our next uh, matchup to review? Yeah, I'd love to. Um, let's uh, let's go to former roommates. Um, let's go to uh, Two Hills One Cup versus My Ball Zach Hurts. Um, this would be the three and three Rob Dunning led squad versus the three and three Larry Rooney led led squad. Um, currently projected to be a one hundred one to eighty eight victory. Uh, for Larry, um, I will quickly give my thoughts first. Um, I have Larry in this matchup. Um, we touched on a lot about Larry uh, in our recap episode yesterday. He His team seems like it's finding a stride. I still think that he's got weaknesses, like I said. Um, but, I mean, he gets Hopkins back this week, so I think that can't be understated that that's going to help. Um, it might take a game or two to get him back into form. So I wouldn't be shocked if he had like a, a relatively pedestrian day. Um, you know, Brees Hall against Denver is not great. That's a little concerning. But outside of that, that's really the only only matchup I don't particularly like. Outside of Geno Smith kind of being a wild card, I still am just not confident in saying that I trust Geno Smith week in, week out, regardless of who he's playing. Um, on the other side... I there's really not that many matchups to get excited about. I don't like Khalil Herbert against New England because New England did a good job against uh, Cleveland's rushing attack last week and Nick Chubb. Uh, CMC against Tampa is kind of a mess, and the Panthers are a mess. Um, uh, MVS against San Francisco is kind of messy. It, it's just kind of all over the place. I'm I'm not thrilled with what I see. 
Um, so I'm, I'm going to go Larry. I'm going to go pretty comfortably with Larry. Um, Larry's project, projected to win by 13, and he currently has a bi-week defense in there. So um, by the time this rolls around, I think he'll be, he'll be projected to win by about 20, and I wouldn't be shocked if it came out to that result. Yeah, I'm also going to hashtag why not Larry. Um, there isn't a ton in Rob's lineup that really scares me from the perspective of, you know, starting Khalil Herbert and Damian Harris as your flex and RB2. I don't think there's a lot in that matchup, um, especially considering that Ramondre Stevenson has been so hot. I don't think Damian Harris comes back and really takes that job. MVS is his wide receiver too, and Taysom Hills is tight end. There's just not a lot there. It's, you know, it seems like obviously he's getting hit with the bye week this week. He's down cup. Um, Thielen's been on his bench for the most part, but he's down Thielen. Daryl Henderson Jr., down in Singletary. It's a tough bye week. I guess it's good in the sense that you get most of it done in one swift kick to the balls, um, but your balls are going to Zach Ertz when Larry's done with you. So give me Larry and my ball, Zach Ertz. Yeah, I'm not going to get too much into it. I'm also taking Larry. Um, I didn't re- actually realize how highly ranked a lot of his players on his roster are. Um, you know, so a little suspicious of Josh Jacobs and Geno Smith, you know, being the number eight running back for Jacobs and sixth ranked quarterback for Geno Smith. Um, see how that goes the rest of the season. But, you know, Larry gets DeAndre Hopkins back this week. I think that'll be big for him. Um, I'm also going to smash Larry and make him our second lock of the week. All right, Sam, are we back around to you? Pick our matchup. I believe so. All right, wait, what are you feeling over there? Let's go with Julian Gill. I think this one will be pretty easy for all of us. Do you know? I do. Kyle, give us a start. I mean, I'm gonna take I'm gonna take my fellow wagon to your team and Julie. Um, solely because I don't think Gill's team is good. You know, Leonard Fournette has been playing well this few weeks. That's his lone bright spot. Um, David Njoku, who is you know technically ranked the number seven tight end, has been playing like ass the past few weeks. Um, Mari Cooper. You know, well, it might have an up and down day against that Baltimore secondary. Um, you know, Tyler Lockett, see what he does. He always has up and down days. You know, his starting, both of the quarterbacks on his roster are on buys. Yes, I know Dak is going to be coming off the IR and hopefully starting for Gale this week. You know, but that that doesn't make too much of a difference for me. Um, I think Julie, I think Trevor Lawrence is going to have a great day against the Giants. Yes, I said it, David. I said it. Uh, Austin Eckler has been doing great lately. He'll continue that trend. I, I, I truly think that Michael Pittman is back after this week, uh, going up against Tennessee. I expect him to have a big day. Um, you know, DJ Moore, hopefully he's just traded from the Panthers by then and can start with some team this Thursday, or I'm sorry, this uh, this Sunday, and we'll be able to get in that offense and score some points there. I'm going to take Julie. Um, I am not taking Julie. I'm taking Gill. Wow. I think, I think Alex Gill gets his second win of the season. Um, and I, I, the reason I say this is because I think Amari Cooper and David Njoku, I get that 
Cleveland's offense, they're they're run heavy, and Njoku's not been very good the last couple of weeks. But he had production in the beginning of the season. I don't think that sh- that just disappears. I think I think it comes back. Baltimore, I-, I watched Baltimore's defense thoroughly last week, having played the Giants. They cannot stop tight ends. Like they're really bad against tight ends. Their linebackers stink. Um, I think David Njoku has a good game. It's division, so I think Cleveland plays up. That's how it always works. Baltimore's not going to run all over, not just going to walk all over them. Um, Amar Cooper's been pretty good the last couple of weeks. It seems to have a decent connection with Jacoby Brissett. Um, so I think they do they do a nice job. J.K. Dobbins, I think, gets more carries this week. I hope gets more carries this week. Um, and has more of a Kenyon Drake-esque from last week performance this week. Um, Carolina, as stated before, stinks. Leonard Fournette's going to be just fine. The question is, what does Alex do with his quarterback spot? Um, I am a little worried about banking on Gill making a good waiver wire decision. I'm concerned. Um, but I believe in him. I think he's going to pick. I don't know who he's going to pick, but I think it's going to be the right move. I realized that that trade that he made when he when he traded from Matt Stafford, it's even more confounding considering that he has the same bye week as Kirk Cousins. Yeah. Like it just yeah. makes even less sense. And I didn't notice that until this week. Um yeah. anyway. So I I think I think he scores a decent amount of points, at least decent for what the game's currently projected as. Um, I agree with you, Kyle, with Austin Eckler. I think he continues a really good stretch of games against Seattle. Um, but Juju is like I think Juju is destined to have like a two-point game against San Francisco. I think Last week was kind of a flash in the pan for him. He just, he only had five catches. He just, they went for a lot of yards. Um, DJ Moore, I don't think he gets traded like you're hoping. Um, I think he just does nothing against a much better team. Um, I, I, I just, I just have a feeling about, I have a feeling about Gil this week. Give me Gil. Give me Gil. I'm going to break the tie here, and I'm also going to go with Julie. Um, David, to your point about Gill, I think Dak is in line to potentially return. He's going to get cleared medically, they said, either today or tomorrow if he didn't already get cleared. Um, So there is a chance that he is Dak and doesn't have to go to the waiver wire. But, yeah, big brain to trade for two quarterbacks that have the same bye week. So I'm going to go with Julie because she has the true big brain. Uh, Trevor Lawrence is her backup who's, like I said in the last week's episode, is a beast, um, despite also her having Jalen Hurts, who might be the number one. Actually, he's not behind Josh Allen, but one of the top three, four quarterbacks in fantasy. Um, Austin Eckler is a really good football player. Kareem Hunt's a really good football player. Michael Pittman's a really good football player. Judy Smith-Schuster, I have nothing there. Um, <laughs> Dalton Schultz is an upgrade if Dak comes back. If not, he's... Like every other tight end, I don't rank him any higher than David Njoku. And DJ Moore, for the love of God, we need to stop pretending DJ Moore is good at fantasy football. He's great on the field, but like, please, like, he's it's almost getting to like Clyde Lemons Alaire status. Like, please, let's stop drafting, stop getting tricked by DJ Moore every single year. My public service announcement to the people of the SJU FFL stop taking DJ Moore inside the first 10 rounds of your draft. He's bad. He will always be bad. They gave him Baker. Oh, maybe it'll be Baker to save him. He's bad. So, still give me Julie despite her starting DJ Moore. I just had to get that little rant out of the way. That's my one for the episode. 
I'm glad. I'm glad you're able to get it out. And Sam, I do apologize. I, I know you picked the matchup and I kind of stole it stole from you there. I just felt like I got on a run. So my apologies. No, you're good. Take it. Take it and run. I will I but I will return the favor and I will pick to review your matchup against Matt next. Please kick us off and start your review of it. It's never easy to go up against a guy, especially like Matt Crest. It's also always hard for me to know what my team could do because every week we're projected for 90 points and then we don't score 90 points. So I'm still picking me. I'm still riding with the boys. Najee Harris finally will have a matchup where he seems a little bit more usable against Miami. Maybe, just maybe, the Steelers build some momentum heading into this week and Najee starts looking like the second-round pick that I used for him and the first-round pick that he was projected as. For the love of God, if Russell Wilson doesn't go off against the Jets, I have problems. I have big quarterback problems. I already do have big quarterback problems. They would just get bigger. Um, Mike Williams in Seattle is going to be an absolute fireworks show. CeeDee Lamb in Detroit, send the house. That's almost a 20-point lock at that point. Darren Waller, if he's healthy, if not, I have pickup of the week. Evan Ingram sitting in the sitting in the wings against his former Giants with a revenge tour written all over it. Um, yeah, no, give me the boys this week. Oh, this is my. I know David, you have a hot take at some point during the show that you haven't shared. I forgot I had this one locked and loaded, and I set my lineup specifically for this. We have heard of the Mike Williams week, <laughs> but have you heard of? Of the Romeo Dobbs week. Has it crossed your mind? Have you dreamed of it? Because I'm going to tell you what, folks. The last two weeks, actually the last four weeks, Romeo Dobbs has been getting targets viable for a playable wide receiver in the SJUFFL. It hasn't turned into a lot because Aaron Rodgers has been a doo-doo head of a quarterback for the last couple of weeks. But against the Washington Commanders, Romeo Dobbs is gonna have a Romeo Romeo Dobbs week right out of the flex. That's a that's a week winner right there. Book it. Book it. Wow. Yeah, go to your little Vegas bookies. Go bet the over on Romeo Dobbs, whatever it is. Wow. Yards, anytime touchdown. The guy's going off. The guy's gonna go off, and I can't wait to come back here next week and talk about it. Um, Sam, I'm, go, ahead. Go. Oh, go ahead, Kyle. Go ahead. Thank you. I was going to say, I'm going to slam the table with you on the Romeo Dobbs week, and I'm going to take you in this matchup. Let's go. Uh, Romeo Dobbs week. You know, according to Power Rank. Oh, yeah, obviously. I always buy into whatever you say. Uh, According to our Power Rankings, this is the worst matchup of the week. Number 10 and 11 teams in the league going up against each other. Just had to throw that out there. But I think it's going to be a fireworks show. I think it's probably actually going to be one of the more exciting matchups of the week because of how close it is. Not necessarily because of how many points are scored. That I don't know. Um, I think Russell Wilson is lined up for a good week against the Jets. I like Alvin Kamara going up against Arizona's defense. Uh, Mike Williams against Seattle, like you said. And Romeo Dobbs. Like, Romeo Dobbs is one of the factors why I picked you going up against the Washington Commanders. I loved that. Romeo Dobbs week. It is Romeo Dobbs week. And Matt, I just don't trust his roster. Um, you know, Aaron Jones hasn't looked fantastic this year. Neither has Joe Mixon. Kyler Murray, you know, see if he can, you know, not play Call of Duty for the next few days uh, and try and win this game tonight. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm going with, you know, you guys got to test me because I think I got the Delta variant. 
this time around. Give me Sam. Well, Kyle, if you have the Delta variant, then we need to consider this a uh, a serious situation because I think as a podcast, we are infected. I am taking pandemics, oh. Delta variant. Let's go. <laughs> make them a lock of the week against wow. Matt Kress. Um, I, this is where my hot take comes in, boys. Oh. So I teased a hot take yesterday. This is my hot take. Let me take you back to week four. Um, it was actually the two of you. You played each other. The final score of that game was 118 to 115, combining for 233.7 points. The highest matchup of the league to date. I believe that this matchup of the, you just said what, 10th and 11th ranked teams, Kyle? Yes. It's going to be the highest scoring week, the highest scoring game we have had this year. Wow. Wow, sir. And why both you of you that? alluded to it, to the reasons why. Everyone, I think, agrees that this every matchup here is, is, is favorable, like everything. I mean, you look at – and the reason why I'm taking Sam is just because I feel like his he's got the slightly more favorable matchups. Mike Williams against Seattle. Seattle stops nobody. See, the, uh, they did stop Arizona last week, but I'm, that hurts my narrative. It was double XP weekend. <laughs> yeah. C.D. Lamb against Detroit. Detroit stops nobody. Um, I, I am in complete agreement with both of you about Romeo Dobbs. I think, I think Green Bay desperately needs to get their offense going. And I think Aaron Rodgers starts looking in Romeo Dobbs' direction a lot more. Um, Justin Tucker. Yeah, I need to hear up, you say it's Romeo Dobbs week. I thought that was implied. It is a Romeo. No, Dobbs. I, need, I need to hear you say it's it. a Romeo Dobbs week. Romeo That's Dobbs. Season. Thank you. Um, Justin Tucker is going to put up like 20 points because that's just what he does. Um, Alvin Kamara looking looking like he is all the way back. Um, Najee Harris actually put forward a, a a somewhat capable fantasy performance last week. Um, Russell Wilson against the Jets. That's the only thing I'm like a little on, and he's also questionable. He's day to day, but personally, I feel like even if Russell Wilson doesn't play, you'll probably get better production from somebody on the waiver wire anyway. But that's just me. Um, looking at Matt's side of things. I feel pretty good about his scoring potential as well. I just feel a little bit better about Sam's. Um, The Bengals put up 33 points against the Saints defense. So I think Kyler could certainly put up good numbers against the Saints defense. Getting DeAndre Hopkins back will help. Um, Joe Mixon, T. Higgins going against Atlanta. Cincinnati seems to have figured things out a little bit. I think Atlanta's nice little run here of playing pretty good football probably comes to an end. I think they're going to get spanked. By uh, Cincinnati, I think Tua coming back is going to help Jalen Waddle a lot. Um, Gerald Everett against the aforementioned Seahawks, who can't stop a nosebleed. I, I'm I'm all in. I am all in on this matchup. Give me the Sam Demick's Delta variant over the Nerd Squad by a score of I'm going to say 134 to 129. Wow. That's electric. Yes. Wow. That, you know, it wasn't as spicy as I was hoping for, but, uh, no, I won't. But still a hot one because of how precise you were. So, and it's also, it's it's also hot because some of these matchups have been fucking horrible. We need, we need, we need some fireworks. We are really, yeah, we're really, this is really a snooze fest of of, of a year so far. 
definitely need to step it up, and maybe it'll be the spark that each of those teams needs. I think it is. I think two shitty teams playing against each other and just lighting it on fire is going to be very entertaining. Fair enough. Uh, you know, that'll bring us to one matchup left, and it is our matchup of the week. David, I think you should be the one to review this one for us. Okay. I mean, no disrespect to Jim. I think I've been very positive towards Jim this year. I, I think I've been very, very positive towards Jim. I am going to kick the shit out of Jim this week. I I mean that with every fiber of my being. Um, You currently look at the projection. I am projected to win 99.6 to 74.5. We're coming off a loss. We're hungry as hell. Justin Herbert going in Seattle. If this guy throws like 35 passes and doesn't throw a touchdown again, I swear to God, I will drop him. Um, <laughs> I, I mean it. I will drop his ass. Threats always work. Um, Kenneth Walker is, is, is going to be my RB1 for the rest of the season. I am convinced in that. He had a really, really good week last week. I think that continues all in on Kenneth Walker. It, it, you know what? It's a Kenneth Walker week, too. It's a Romeo Dobbs week. It is a Kenneth Walker week. I'm all in. Uh, David Montgomery's pissing me off. Um, Devontae Adams, back. Travis Kelsey, back. Deontay Johnson, stinks. Drake London, I need to see a lot more from Drake London. Uh, I need him to get some more targets. Fuck Kyle Pitts. Give it to Drake London. Um, Harrison Bucker, back in my lineup since week one. That's exciting. Um, defense, we'll see what happens, because... Bengals probably won't be my defense by the start of the uh, by the start of the week. Again, no no disrespect to Jim. I'm not even going to talk about his team. I'm going to kick the fuck out of him. No disrespect. David, you've inspired me. You've inspired me, and I'm going with you. I originally yes, had sir. Jim, but I'm going with you. Yep. I love the speeches. Um, I, then I took a look at Jim's roster too. I realized he's starting Devin Duvernay in his flex. You know, I'm the resident Baltimore Ravens fan of the league. Um, Devin DuVernay should not be starting in your fantasy football rosters, let alone on your team. And he's starting in his flex. Yes, well, I, I will give Jim. Some, I will give Jim just the benefit of the doubt. He will probably put T.J. Hawkinson back back in there. I would hope. I would hope so. Um, you know, what? Nick's or Jim's Jim's team is Patrick Mahomes and Nick Chubb, and then the rest of it is you know full of player hit or miss players. Um, and we've seen these players have been hitting so far. I I I can't see you know Cortland Sutton will probably have a good game against the Jets since we're uh, pressing Russell Wilson so much can't see Corey Davis having a good game um George Kittle we'll see how he does I think Jimmy G will be looking towards the wide receivers um against Kansas City you know Patrick Mahomes should have a good game but we'll see if it's enough to put him past you um, I do like Kenneth Walker and David Montgomery this week. I think those are good matchups for him. Justin Herbert should have a touchdown pass. If he doesn't, I agree with you. You should drop him. Um, Travis Kelsey's going to keep doing Travis Kelsey things. Um, I'm smashing David this week in more ways than one. I love it. I have tossed and turned on this one for a while. You see, when you look at the, when you break it down, you look at the stats here. When I pick David this year, I'm one and zero. I'm undefeated in the pickups. And when I pick Jim, I'm two and zero. I'm also undefeated. So I feel like whoever I pick here is going to win. Literally rests on you, Sam. I was say I, I decided this matchup. I decided right now. 
<laughs> and I think I've decided that David and the Good Ankles are a lock of the week. That's what I like to hear. Oof. Listen, it really comes down to recency bias. Jim, you lost to me. And I put up 64.92 <laughs> points. I don't, you know, we talked about how this is a great week for matchups. And as David explained, he has really good matchups. And don't get me wrong, Jim has some good ones as well. But the players just aren't of the same caliber, you know? Like, other than Patrick Mahomes' ceiling, maybe Nick Chubb, I don't really see guys who, like, comparing Devontae Adams and Corbin Sutton. Like, let's be real. Like, if, if both of them are going to pop off, like, Devontae Adams is scoring more points than Cortland Sutton 9 out of 10 times. You know, you can go down the list, Deontay Johnson, Corey Davis, Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, Drake London, Devin Duvernay. Again, maybe Justin Herbert and Patrick Mahomes, but that's even pretty close. Kenneth Walker and Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb's a beast, like, and Kenneth Walker's just not proven enough, but from what I saw from last week, him, much like Corn, has the juice. So, <laughs> give me David. I'm writing the preamble, all that stuff that he gave us in the beginning. Uh, without the profanities. A lot of respect for Jim. Still, I think he's going to be a playoff team. Still has that team of destiny kind of vibe to him. But even in those types of seasons, the team of destiny, you know, gets their ass handed to him once or twice. So, this is one of those weeks. Go get him, David. Thank you. Wow. So that's four four locks locks lock of the week. Yeah. I, I was just about to say, it's four locks of the week. Wow. We just got finished saying we haven't had many locks of the week. And it's the three of us and Larry, probably the four people who have been on this show the most. Yeah, look at that. Oh, look wow. at us. I, I, I think we're playing favorites. I don't think we are. 100%. Oh, gosh. I hope Pickums works out well for me this week. Um, I think that'll do it for our Week 7 Preview Edition. Uh, I do have one commissioner announcement that I want to make at the tail end of the show. So, David, Sam, any, uh, any parting thoughts before I make that announcement? I got nothing. I got nothing. All right. Just a reminder that our trade deadline in the SGU FFL is at 12 o'clock noon Eastern time on Wednesday, November 2nd, 2022 at 12 p.m. Eastern time for our West Coasters out there. Or Centrals. Or Centrals or Mountain. You really want to get specific with it. Um. So, you know, that's coming up in a little less than two weeks at the time of this airing. Uh, so, you know, now's the time to decide if you want to start getting some draft picks, start selling. Um, going to see what you want to do there, but just wanted to make that announcement for everyone. All right. I think that'll do it for everyone. Thanks for listening. And <clears throat> I'll get the pipes ready. Glory, glory. What a hell of a way to fly. Glory, glory. What a hell of a way to fly. Glory, glory, what a hell of a way to fly. The hawk will never.